Hi, this is Mike Madura and you're listening to the ZFM Sport Podcast. Z. Nice, Messi! It is the cleanest of clean finishes from the best on the planet. It's time for the biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behavior. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world in front of any player in the world and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport. Let's join the team for the biggest show in the world of sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. My sport, your sport, and in the studio, your favorite team of pundits, Barry Manandi, Alois Bunjira, Chris Meadzi. My name is Mike Madoda, and the man behind the desk pulling all the strings, our producer, Sean Tafirinika. What an exciting weekend it was in the world of sport. The domestic premiership, the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League, was in full swing, and the Gamecocks, check it in, have consolidated their lead at the top of the league standings with a come-from-behind victory over Cranberry. On bullets and FC Platinum are hot on their heels as they continued with the impeccable run by dismissing Tenex at Sakuva Stadium. Elsewhere, Emma Gumeni, Bosso coach Jose Brito, says his boys deserve their victory following their nervy 3 2 win over Black Rhinos in a five goal thriller at Barber Fields. We'll also talk rugby, where the Sables gave themselves a timely boost ahead of next week's Rugby Africa Cup after wrapping up their preparations with a dominant 30 7 win over the Dutch at the Rugby Stadium in Amsterdam on a Saturday. We'll also take you around the world in 60 with more international sports news with updates from Connecticut, Leeds, as well as London. Now after our play of the day, it's time for the Castle Lager World Football Report. Now Angel Di Maria has reportedly decided to join Juventus after he grew tired of waiting for Barcelona to make their move. In news from the Gunners, Arsenal, they finalised the signing of Gabriel Jesus uh, after agreeing personal terms with the Manchester City striker that came out a bit weird Gabriel (laughs) and Gareth Bale Gareth Bale has agreed to join MLS side Los Angeles FC on a one year deal the Warriors the Chevrons the Cheetahs the Mighty Warriors and the Sables from the pool to the track to the field we are Team Zimbabwe The Home Front. Local sports news and analysis. We're going to start off with a local sports news wrap where... Zimbabwe coach Masi Takayedza says participating at the FINA World Championships was an eye-opener for Zimbabwe swimmers as they experienced a high level of competition. Zimbabwe had four swimmers that was Donata Katai, Denilson Ciprianos, Nomvulam Jimba and Liam Davis at the global competition that ended this weekend. Takayedza said one of the main takeaways from the World Championships is the need to raise the level of training. In athletics news Moses Tarakinu clinched the ticket to represent the country at the World Half Marathon in China later this year 
after winning the Tanganda Half Marathon at Mutare Sports Club in Mutare yesterday morning. On a bitingly chilly morning, the Zimbabwe National Army athlete outpaced his competitors to cross the finishing line in a time of 1 hour, 1 minute, 2.2 seconds ahead of Mnyaradzi Jani who came in second and the race's defending champion Mishik Sitole who finished third. In golf news, Zimbabwe's leading professional golfer Scott Vincent is set to return to action this week after being named in the star-studded field for the second event of the Live Golf International Invitational Series. The series will play its first American event in Portland this week at the Pumpkin Ridge Golf Club going head-to-head with the PGA Tour's John Deere Classic. Vincent was part of the Saudi Backbreakaway League's inaugural event at Centurion Golf Club where the last placed golfer pocketed $120,000. From Rufaro to Barberfield, Mandava to Nyamunga, all the perfect moments in the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League come together on ZFM Sport. All right, uh, check it in. I have consolidated the lead at the top of the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League standings with a come from behind 4-1 victory over Cranbourne Bullets and FC Platinum are hot on their heels as they continued with the impeccable run dismissing 10x 2-0 at Sakuva yesterday. Check it in. Are now just one point ahead of the defending champions who extended their winning streak to five matches in a row. And it looks like those two uh, have laid down a marker, Barry. And uh, what has been impressive really is the fact that FC Platinum have stormed back into the title reckoning with those five wins on the trot but more impressively they've scored 12 goals and conceded none yeah um, that is the mark of uh, champions if ever you uh, without saying the name without uh, saying the league if you just rattle off those statistics that's championship form Uh, so you're you're, you're thinking to yourself FC Platinum it's the second half of the season they always warm up to the second half of the season it's an ominous sign it's an ominous sign but one team that's managed to live with them uh, Alois is chicken in uh, they had of course to come from behind uh, they conceded uh, after 19 minutes uh, versus Cranbourne Bullets but uh, true to their form and their pedigree this season as one of the front runners uh, they banged in f- uh, four goals uh, Malvin Wata Brian Musa Monashe Pini uh, they were all on target as well as Breta Midu uh, to see the chicken uh, inside eventually get home quite comfortably 4-1 yeah, chicken in, like we said uh, at the beginning of the season, that you know what, uh, no matter how the coach wanted to be like uh, humble about it and everything, we already knew that they've got a team that is actually capable of challenging and they are doing exactly that. And they, I think they will go toe to toe with, uh, with, with, uh, with FC Platinum. We see Dynamo's now losing ground. You know, we thought that they were, they were going to be there about, but you can tell now, you know, it, it starts with the bad performances. Then, then when you start not getting the points and you're not playing well at the same time, then it starts affecting your, your, your confidence as well. So I don't really see them fighting for this championship anymore. I'm looking at uh, FC Platinum and Chigenin to go toe-to-toe until the end of the season because Chigenin, they've got the pedigree, they've got the players, they've got a good style of play that is very distinct to them and I, I'm sure that they will, they will hold their own. But FC Platinum at the moment now they are now dangerous and Chigenina I think they are, they are very afraid because at one time they were very comfortable where FC Platinum was but where they are right now they should the, be very the, afraid the great part uh, Alois uh, Mike Chris is that they play each other on Saturday yeah so yeah, that's going to be a hum- that's going to be an absolute <laughs> corker uh, because
because in truth it's it's just really laying a marker to say who wants it and who wants it more well uh, Chris uh, Alois uh, bringing in uh, Dynamos into the conversation earlier uh, Dynamos of course uh, they had led uh, for uh, certain weeks uh, uh, earlier on in the season uh, they were going head to head and we all thought that it was going to be a, a head to head uh, tussle between Dynamos and Chicken Inn yes. uh, but Dynamos now falling away and it's because of the form that they've exhibited because when you take a look at the form table in the last five matches you've got FC Platinum who've got a perfect record they've got 15 points out of 15 and then second on the form table for the last five matches Chicken Inn they've got 11 points uh, from their 15 and then if you're looking for Dynamos they are way down in 12th place as far as form is concerned and they've only won five points of the available 15 that they've played for in the last five matches and in that run <laughs> they have only managed to score four goals so they're clearly struggling for creativity and yeah. for goals yeah and it's it's patchy it's problematic at this point and it's unfortunate because I think when you're looking at a side like Dynamos that looks like it's got everything going for them they've got a decent crop in terms of the players they've got uh, stability in terms of their sponsor and they've got a decent coach in Tondirai Ndirai he did point out that look is he though Chris is he a decent coach because when I take a look I, at, I use at the, the word last decent though Mike I didn't say fantastic or out of this world or you know a tactical genius mm. I didn't call him that yeah I but, said he's decent but but it, have the results showing that because with the squad that you have talked about he's got a great squad that, that mm. they built at dynamos and then I take a look at the last five results that one nil loss this past weekend to Yada they of course beat Caps United which mm. everyone has been doing uh, <laughs> then they drew they drew with the hair rentals uh, they lost one nil it's been turned into a three nil defeat against Highlanders yeah. uh, they drew with Bulawayo City who at that mm. time were bottom of the table yeah. and, and they should have beat it here in Harare mind you mm-hmm. that's yeah. where they, they of course are drew so you know what there will again be questions being asked whether Tundirai Indirai is suitable is he the right man for the job he may not be and I, I'll put that down to a lack of creativity when you're taking a look at all of these games there's one thing that's very distinct is that he's not a very creative coach. So in terms of his his approach to each team, is he the kind of person who's going to come up with a different tactical plan for each of these teams or is he going to steady the ship in terms of what he knows and what his team has been drilled on? I think he's not going to come up and, you know, change things, react differently in the second half, which is what we expect, and he normally doesn't. So a team that is able to read Dynamos can beat Dynamos, which I think is what's been happening when you take a look at the last five games. Right, let's take a look at the match day 18 log standings because we've been talking about the top three teams checking in. They're leading the way. They've got 38 points from their 18 matches. They've won 11, drawn five, and lost only two. FC Platinum have lost more games, but they have managed to draw uh, less games and they've won an equal amount uh, of games with Chicken Inn. They've won 11. They are one point behind Chicken Inn on 37. And then Dynamos have now slipped down to third, uh, played 18 games. They've got uh, 34 points. They have lost four matches. They've scored 20 goals and conceded uh, 10. Their goal difference is just a 10. Manika Diamonds are in fourth, a Triangle in fifth, and Gezi Platinum in sixth. Here 
Continentals in seventh and Highlanders are in eighth courtesy of that victory. The first for Jose Brito and he says his boys deserved their victory following that nervy 3-2 win over Chauya Chipembere Black Riders in a five-goal thriller at Barber Fields. A goal from Stanley Gala and a brace from Lionel Chikua was enough for Borso to secure maximum points for Brito's first game in charge. Let's hear from Bulawayo football pundit Muziwetu Hadebe who says Highlanders win is a positive start for the new coach. I think it's always important to start a new job with a win and obviously Brito will be excited about uh, winning, about uh, picking three points, about uh, scoring uh, three goals. If you look at uh, Highlanders' uh, record, uh, they have not been scoring uh, as many goals as uh, they would have wanted. Yes, they scored uh, quite significant goals, uh, four of them uh, against Yada. Then they also had uh, uh, three goals that they managed to to, to score uh, in those only two matches where they managed to score more than two goals in one match. Uh, other than that, I think they've been struggling for goals. So for them to have scored those three goals is something perhaps that is very positive for Brito. Maybe it means that he's got this attacking flair that he's trying to bring to Highlanders, which will be very important for them. But I think at the same time, we'll be worried about the two goals that they considered. You'll realize that he used a 4-5-1 formation mainly, where he used Raman Kuzanzira as the right back and also Godfrey Makaruse as the left back. We know those two as the links more often than not and it will be interesting if he's going to maintain that position. He then had Peter Mudua as well as Mbongen in as the center backs. We know Mudua as a natural center back but for um, Bongen in Rovu then he's more of a left back but uh, in that position uh, did uh, uh, very well uh, though for Highlanders but that's something uh, that uh, he can work around as uh, he later on managed to introduce Andrew Mbeva remember Andrew Tandy already still on uh, injury and then uh, anchoring was a visitor Masugu he'll be happy that he can still throw in Adrian Sila into that particular fray and also happy uh, that uh, Lionel Chikua uh, scored so that should impress them as well as Stanley Gala uh, managing to be on target. So when your strikers get the goals, you tend to be happy and uh, you can always uh, smile, especially on the first day in office. He should be smiling uh, after his first day in office. Uh, Alois uh, Jose Brito, uh, five goal thriller, Highlanders, uh, three points, uh, three goals. And uh, we were hearing there of some of the changes uh, that he instituted. And uh, this mainly because, of course, he's been uh, sort of like taking a look at these players or that Highlander squad with a fresh eye. Yeah, you see, sometimes when a new coach comes in, you know, given a time, because he had actually a very good, uh, very good, I think about two weeks, to actually have a look at the players on his own. You know, without the much influence from uh, from watching the first team playing, you know, I think that's uh, that's actually good for him. And uh, this is his second win, uh, by the way, because he also got those three points from Dynamos. So he has got a good start. Six <laughs> points. Six, six, six nice points. Win, yeah, six points is, is quite good. I, I, I just feel for, for, for Mandla, um, for, you know, when you, you art and then the team 
looks like there's some positive vibes in the team. And those so, are so, that so, exactly, 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 exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. But humbly, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I I, th- I think this is uh, I agree with uh, with Musi. This is a great starter for for the coach, and it actually brings confidence in the players. It brings confidence in the fans. You know, I, I'm I'm happy with that uh, with that kind of situation. I'm also happy with the fans. That one fan I had, he was you trespassed again. You went onto the field to celebrate the third goal, mm. and the other fans grabbed him and hit him. You know, no, so no, no, well, we don't, we don't, we don't support I, the hitting. No, I, I know, I did, I, 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 no, the hitting, I, not, not, <laughs> not, 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 no, 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 not, not the hitting as in, as in blows. I don't know what they did to him, but they said that they, 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 they held him, uh, and I don't know whatever they did. I think it was actually a very good thing as well, so that now they, they are learning that we don't have to invade the pitch and everything. So I see a positive vibe at Highlanders. I've always talked about it. When a team has got a vibe that is in, incorporating everybody, the management, the coach, the fans, the players when they are in one in, the, in one direction, everything starts moving and Brito has got a very good crop of players if he just manages to sort them out correctly, position and the way they play mm. I think that they can actually I don't know about challenging but they can actually finish the, the season well up there Yeah, I think you'll be trying to get them to to have a very strong finish uh, Barry, I mean, you, you're a big uh, advocate of risk and reward and uh, I think uh, this is one of the things that came out in this game yeah. uh, and that's why Highlanders uh, I think managed to score those three goals when they've been struggling to score goals. And one of the things that Highlanders did was play with the high line. Uh, and uh, one of the things that happened is that they actually conceded a goal from the halfway line uh, because Arios Mando was playing as a sweeper-keeper. Yeah. Uh, they were trying to compress the playing area, uh, trying to keep it very compact, almost the Liverpool style, uh, where, where, you know, your Virgil van Dijk and uh, Konate or Matip will be right by the halfway line. Sure. And Alisson will be playing outside of his own box, yeah. you know, sweeping any goals that are, the, any balls that are played uh, behind the defensive line. And those are some of the things that we're beginning to see from Jose Brito. He's trying to uh, institute something new, something positive. And we know that fans out in Bulawayo have always been a sucker for entertaining. Uh, And you see, the one great thing is that right there, you were able to articulate very clearly how Highlanders wanted to play. So already that shows that the coach has got the right direction because you weren't, I don't think you were on the blower to to Brito Mm. or to Joe Lupatla asking them what, what they were trying to do. No, just out of observation, you should be able able to see and for me I think right now what he's got is if we use the Formula 1 parlance he's they've got they've got the, the, the speed they've got the pace uh, now they need the reliability which is the defense so that that's an easier problem to have uh, when you've got when you can score goals you can outscore your your opposition it's already a good place for them to start so I'm very happy with what's happening at at Highlanders they're they, they bringing in a fresh air into the league well let's take a look at the rest of your match day 18 results Herentals beating Harare City 2-0 Alarm bells ringing uh, at Townhouse here in Harare. Uh, Bulawayo City were thumped uh, by Ngezi Platinum Stars. Chris, uh, a good win for Benjani. Yeah. No doubt he was coming under increasing pressure yeah. and scrutiny. Much needed win. Um, I'm incredibly happy for Ngezi Platinum. I think it also gives him a bit of breathing room. I know we talk about the fact that coming into this club, he likely 
had negotiated the fact that he needs time with the squad, which is understood. But I think it's always easier to defend him um, if there is a discussion when he is getting some results. You cannot consistently get bad results, but when you pick up good wins mm. like this, I think it, it gives confidence to the fans, to the board out in Gezi Platinum, and also for anyone else who's having a discussion around Gezi Platinum and Benjani himself as a coach. Oh, well, let's go to the National Sports Stadium. My Caps United lost to ZPC Kariba 1-0. Marshall Mashazane, normally reliable. This time, Anzaka Goesa Paduze, an on goal as Caps United. It's now seven defeats in a row. They are in the relegation uh, places, or at least just, uh, in fact, they are separated <laughs> from the relegation on goal difference. Alois, this has got to be something very concerning for you because, uh, you know, even the message is coming through here. Uh, bike out in Mazoe says, United. Please act now. Try to boost the morale of our players at Caps United. That is a concerned fan. Alois, you're a former player. What's going on? Yeah, it's uh, it's concerning, Mike, and uh, we are we are all not uh, not happy about the goings on because this is a serious matter, guys. You know, <laughs> the team can actually get relegated. This, this, this is not a joke. They're already in the relegation zone, and things are not looking good. When you're looking at what is happening, the vibe that is happening at the club, like I like I said about Highlanders, if the fans, players, management, coaches, they are not working in one direction, guys, it's going to be very very difficult for Cape United to to get up from is, that from that, that, that position. That downward uh, uh, slide, Alois, that, uh, you know, people talk about, you know, that it's very difficult to rest because this is a game where Caps United dominated the proceedings. A game that Caps United should have won. But unfortunately, after 90 minutes, they found themselves on the losing end of a game that they should have won. Is it that negative momentum that people talk about in sport? Yes, that spirit, negative spirit that is happening at the club. It's it's, uh, it's, it's very worrying, uh, Mike, to be to, to be honest because for them to get out of that they need to sort out that spirit that vibe it's need, it needs to be sorted out first because it, they will not click chances 20 chances at the end of the day yeah. you know I, you know what is happening at Caps United I, I experienced these guys with uh, with Bitvers Birds we were number four when we went for the Christmas break, we were at number four with 13 games to go. Guess what? We lost 12 games and drew one. We got relegated. Yo, wow. When we wow. came back from, from Christmas. Wow. Is the truth? Man. So you I, never I, I, came back when after we Christmas. Ne- yeah, after Christmas. <laughs> you guys, you I, must, I, you I, must I, have party too hard. I witnessed this. You know, we played our last game. Imagine, we still went to the last game still needing a draw. That's how high we were before mm. Christmas. We still needed a draw. Last game, we were playing Pasha, against Pasha, Joel Pasha was still at Silver Strikers. Mm. We were playing in Petersburg and we needed a draw in the last game of the season to survive relegation. And guess what? 15 minutes, we were losing 3 0. You put the fear That's of God in, in, in Caps United fans, but they need to know it's, that it's uh, really bad. the second half of the season is going to be a slog for Makepe Kepe. And one of the questions that people need to start asking themselves is that will, will 
Caps United still be a premiership team come season 2023. They've got to pull finger and do it now. At Gibo in the Lowfeld Triangle and Bulawa, your Chiefs played out uh, a two-all uh, draw in that uh, game. Uh, coming up, we've got rugby. We're talking rugby where the Sables uh, gave themselves a timely boost ahead of this weekend's World Cup qualifiers, which begin in France. But if you want to send your thoughts and your views, send us on WhatsApp 0731 We'll try and read as many of your messages as we can. That number again, 0731 Kahol may be hazardous to health if consumed to excess. The operation of machinery or driving after the consumption of alcohol is not advisable. Not for sale to persons under the age of 18 years. Casa Lager is more than just beer. It's pure liquid gold. Crafted from the finest local ingredients to deliver a taste that is somewhat dry, somewhat bitter, but never sweet. It's the taste that stood the test of time. It all comes together with a castle. Hi, I'm Trevor Nyakani, the Blue Bulls and Springbok prop, and now you're listening to ZFM Sports. From the negativity of Makepe Kepe to a lot of positivity around the Sables, they've given themselves a timely boost ahead of next week's Rugby Africa Cup after wrapping up their preparations with a dominant 30-7 win over the Netherlands at Rugby Stadium Amsterdam on Saturday. Playing in their first match on European soil since 2014, the Zimbabwe senior rugby side made light work of a higher-ranked Dutch team. Let's hear from Sables coach Brendan Dawson following the win. I'm really, really happy with our performance. You know, uh, we scrummed really, really nicely. Our lineups re- work was really, really good, very clinical and accurate in both those departments. Um, you know, we were very happy with um, the backline. The backline performed really nicely. Just, I think we still got to work on a little bit more depth. We need to come from attack from a bit more depth, and we're a little bit flat at certain stages where we forced the passes because we were too flat. But we'll work on that this week, and then we're obviously going to work on our, our breakdown area where we where we allow them to get in a little bit. We're a little bit slow on 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 the ball to be removed from from uh, breakdowns. I want to you know obviously quicken that up to play against the Ivory Coast a lot quicker. But it generally, I'm very very happy. The back three performed really well, and very happy with with uh, their performance. And uh, you know obviously winning uh, away for the first time in history against a lower-ranked team of 26 and where we're sitting at 34 is massive for us and uh, it's just given our guys a lot of confidence going into the World Cup qualifiers and making sure that we, we go into the qualifiers as prepared as as, as any team can be. Z. The Sables winning and scoring two tries in each half through centres Takuzo Chiesa and Matthew McNabb. Uh, debutant fullback Takuzo Msingwini and replacement hooker Liam Larkin who was also making his first appearance for Zimbabwe. A very good win for the Sables, Chris. Uh, and just the tonic uh, that the Sables need ahead of the Rugby Africa Cup, which of course serves as the World Cup qualifiers. Yeah, and it's, it's incredibly encouraging and I think incredibly 
encouraging for the team itself, for for the um, organization that is Zimbabwe Rugby, because they did put this team through its paces. I think when you take a look at the preparations for them to go off to Europe, they did put in the work, and I think we're starting to see the results of that work now. The coach was doing a lot of tweaking um, in the first division Curry Cup. He was doing a lot of changes, a lot of experimenting, and a lot of kids being brought into this team. So it's paying off, and long may it continue right into the qualifiers. Now, after yesterday's uh, result, the Sables are set to jump six places to 27th uh, when the World Rugby Rankings are updated uh, this week, while the Netherlands will drop to number 28. So, uh, good win there uh, for the Sables. But, Barry, uh, even in good wins and good performances, uh, I know that uh, Dorsey talked about uh, uh, the set piece, uh, the scrum, how we scrummaged very well. Yeah. Uh, but what are some of the areas you feel that uh, Zimbabwe would need to work on ahead of that uh, those crucial games in, in the Rugby Africa Cup? In, in particular, our kicking. Our kicking uh, both out of hand and also place kicking. I don't think that uh, we, we uh, use the ball or use the opportunities very well in that regard. So I hope that there's work that's done in that in that area. I don't think it's going to be too important uh, against Cote d'Ivoire. Mm. Uh, but certainly if we do dispatch Cote d'Ivoire, uh, when we play Namibia, then it's going to be uh, Where very important. It's going important. to be a game of inches. It's going to be a game of inches. It's going to be uh, a lot tighter because I think we're closer to Namibia now uh, than we've been before in previous years. Uh, so it's going to be those fine margins and those fine margins can be uh, one place kick, uh, one penalty, maybe a conversion. Uh, that is the difference in the game. So I think that uh, the boys who are kicking, we saw alternate uh, Musinguini and uh, Mudariki uh, sharing the, the kicking duties. Uh, whoever is designated as the kicker uh, needs to put in the hard yards uh, this coming week. Right. Uh, let's uh, also give you another result that underlined how good a weekend it was for Zimbabwe rugby this time in junior rugby where Zimbabwe uh, made a brilliant start to the South African rugby under 13 Craven Week rugby tournament when they defeated Border Country Districts 14-1-0 at Monument High School in Krugersdorp uh, yesterday. Fullback Ethan Jo of Prince Edward School uh, put up a man of the match display with two tries. Gray Vandermerver, Daniel Hutchins, Tristan Vandermerver and Tadiwa Chakuchichi scored the other tries for Zimbabwe. And of course, Gray Vandermerver booting in one conversion and Chakuchichi uh, kicked in two conversions. And Zimbabwe is captained by Bryce Honnibal of Falcon College and they were 22 nil uh, up uh, in this game heading into the break after scoring four tries and a conversion and the game was all but over at that point they then added 19 points in the second half from three tries and two conversions so congratulations to Zimbabwe rugby both at the senior men's team as well as at the under 13 team which is out in South Africa at the Craven Week let's take you around the world in 60 we take you to Connecticut, Leeds and London. Hello, my name is Ibn Etzibeth. I play for the Stormers and the Springboks. You're listening to ZFM. Around the world in 60 seconds. International sports news. We tee off in Connecticut where Xander Schauffele celebrated a sixth PGA Tour victory and a second of the season with a two-shot win at the Travelers Championship. Schauffele took advantage of a final hole blunder from leader Sahib Tengala to earn a first individual title since his Olympic success last year, having partnered Patrick Cantlay to victory in the Zurich Classic of New Orleans in April. We'll head over to Leeds where England romped to victory on the final day of the third test against New Zealand at Headingley to seal a stunning 3-0 series win. The host secured the 113 runs needed to complete their chase of 296 in only 65 minutes as they won by 7 wickets. After rain delayed the resumption of play today, England lost 
Only Pope for 82 in the first over, but Johnny Bairstow and Joe Root banished any nerves with a dominant unbroken stand of 111. We'll touch down in London where world number two Ons Jabeur breezed into the second round at Wimbledon on a straight sets victory against Swedish qualifier Merjum Bjorklund. The Tunisian third seed beat her opponent 6-1, 6-3 to make the ideal start to the championship. Jabeur had withdrawn from the Eastbourne International prior to Wimbledon with a knee injury. Instagram. Follow us on Instagram. Keep us in your timelines. You don't want to miss it. Take a picture of me. See it. Share it. Fan Zone. Get in touch with the team and have your say your way. Operator. You know the number, 0731168045. And uh, listen, get your dictionaries out because thanks to Mzimba oh, is first oh, up. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Anzi. Hello, guys. It's official. Caps United have lost the refulgent, verdant tincture. Yes. We no longer know the party that is culpable, <laughs> the players or Jerry and his immediate lieutenants. It's been tardy, but they will get the savage elbow from the badgered and exasperated fans. Caps has jiggled and hovered in mampus and jumbled fuddle. The amalgam of the players and the leadership have not only nuked and jazzed Makepe Kepe but also to a sleek extent sullied the waft and bouquet of the Premier League. Mm-hmm. You can count on your figures the number of things that are more bashing and uh, bombazing than caps being enrolled and pinged in relegation places. Yeah. It's on the far side of ludicrous. Yes. Oh, he's right. <laughs> we go. He's right on everything except one. Yes. That that the leadership and the hierarchy will be elbowed by the fans. I don't think that they're going to get elbowed by the fans, but I think the fans will answer with their feet. They, 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 they the, the fans don't have the power, unfortunately. I think we noticed that uh, in the Harare derby, where the Caps United corner, you know, your base are 14, 13, 12, uh, the attendance was rather was sparse. Thin, yeah, mm. yeah because thin, even yeah. in bad times or when Caps United hasn't been playing well, there's been a certain core of Caps United fans For sure. that will always show up and back the team, but even that... Especially Oh, now, Chris, that's, that's cool. That's uh, they, they're being uh, tested now. Yeah, yeah, the vibe is the vibe is totally gone, and I think it's going to take something massive to change the current trajectory of the team, um, and it could even be something in terms of leadership and ownership. I think those changes are might what change the vibe because uh, this is a dire situation. Right, and the Masebo's Akandi Fadza at long last is light at the end of the tunnel. Daimangoma Sports Adziza from Zurukui to Nemasebo. Stan Aripa Buhera. Nice to know that you're getting us loud and clear out in Buhera. And the Sables is, in fact, Zimbabwe rugby. Uh, Alois is doing something right. Uh, and I think it's important that the other uh, sports associations begin to look across at what is being done right uh, at Zimbabwe rugby and try and implement it themselves because they're now starting to win, not just at the senior level like we were talking about last week, but also the junior teams are attending tournaments in South Africa and doing very well. Yeah, I think football to start with. Football is the number one sport that needs to look at what is what rugby is doing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, because football, I think 
think of, of all sports now, never mind athletics, I actually think that cricket is doing much better than what our football is doing because what is happening in football, guys, is it's really bad. You saw the pictures that were circulating about Sakuba Stadium. Uh, yeah, with the, it's, with the, it's, it's, it's like yeah. really looking looking bad. And whatever is happening to Caps United is actually a symptom. You know, Mike, this has been happening for a long time. We mm. talked about it, that it will catch up. One of these days, it will catch up. But, this but is deteriorating. People well, are not I think, learning. I think everyone yes. is, is agreed, uh, uh, Chris, that you know what, the problems have been uh, there for a long mm, time. Yeah. But if, but if it, I'll just use one classic example. Someone like Jason Maritz uh, is appointed as the Sables manager. Now, from a football context, that sort of appointment is never going to fly because a lot of people will be questioning what And people will be questioning that appointment yeah. But now, just take a look at the strides being made mm. by Zimbabwe Rugby simply because they put people who are capable of getting the job done. Yeah, I think Zimbabwe Rugby has embraced professionalism and they've embraced having the right people around the team. I think football is a much more insular sport. You know, it's it's for the people who are on the inside. And if you're not one of the people on the inside, but it also takes someone on, coming in from the outside to be able to cause the reform and the change that is necessary. So it's unfortunate that that's the culture around Zimbabwean football and where there is that change that there are people who come from outside and I'm saying this all in quote in air quotes by the way people coming in from the outside that's where we see the most change when you've got the upstarts like your Bulawa your chiefs who come up from absolutely nowhere and there's change and there's something good that's happening so it's going to take external elements to come into football to change it and and I was reading somewhere Barry uh, where I think Brentford the English Premier League club uh, they've appointed uh, the former uh, England Sevens coach. Yes. He's now come yeah. in to be head of performance. Yes. Uh, at their club. Yeah, and uh, I, I, I. Yes. I love I love I love I love what uh, what Brentford does because they they always uh, uh, do something that's out of the box whether w- right or wrong agree with it or not one of the things they did just before they came into the into the Premier League was that they abolished their academy they mm. said that when it's a cost we don't want to bear we'll get kids from other academies now I don't agree with that but it's a move that they made now they've got the sevens uh, uh, former sevens coach coming in being their director of performance knowing that to stay in the Premier League, you need to have a heightened level of performance. So they're, 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 it's, they're, it's about uh, a breeding athletes. Yes, yeah. Yeah. exactly. So, so that that two percent, that extra two percent that they that they are looking for to stay in the league. Firstly, they're gonna get, and they're making the moves that are necessary. Sorry, Mike. It reminds me of 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 of, of, of Caps United, nineteen ninety six. We had Temba from rugby. He was there our fitness go. trainer. Yeah. He, he was just making sure that we are conditioned. That's yeah. all. He needed to do, yeah. yeah. Timber Muliswa. Uh, <laughs> now the guy Timba, made us, you made you guys work. You, yeah, I made you. us work. Hansi, evening, guys. Great show, <laughs> great win for the Sables. Go momentum to go into the crucial qualifiers with. That's, I think, what is a great momentum to go into the crucial qualifiers with. As for Caps United, situation needs to be addressed ASAP. Exciting times ahead at Boso under Brito. That is Tam out in Bolawayo. Uh, sorry, Somebody, every time you say Brito, I think Brito. Brito. <laughs> Hi guys, uh, why is Man United? Why are they silent about buying new players? When we watching my top players, what uh, are they thinking? Oh, Captain John Kabarami in Glen Nora, and of course we'll be getting into the transfer speculation very soon. And uh, just enough time to read a couple more messages here. And the FC Platinum. 
Yazoka. I'm happy. Panashem Tibanyoka is so good. That is from Wayne in Motare. No doubt he probably went to watch FC Platinum uh, at Sakuba over the weekend. Let's get into the Castle World Football Report. Your, your hit mu- music station. My station. Your station. It's everybody's station. Z FM Stereo. The Castle Arthur Premier Soccer League. La Liga, Serie A, the English Premier League, the Bundesliga. It all comes together with the Castle on the Castle Lager World Football Report. All right, now patience is a virtue. Now, the angel, Angel Di Maria, has none because he's reportedly decided to join Juventus after he grew tired of waiting for Barcelona to make their move. The Argentine winger is set to leave Paris Saint-Germain following the expiration of his contract and has been linked with moves to Juventus and Barcelona. And uh, looks like, Mike, the Juventus is, is uh, going to be a very different outfit if all the moves that they are reportedly wanting to make come through. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think uh, Pogba is uh, all but signed, uh, so he's going to be back in the f- uh, fold. Uh, we know that they got Vlaovic uh, mid-season, yep. uh, last time good out, striker, uh, and uh, very good striker, and uh, he's going to uh, guarantee them goals. And I think they should be able to get Angel Di Maria. I don't think he was ever uh, uh, sort of like um, sort of like a priority uh, for Xavi Hernandez. I think uh, for them, they were thinking, you know what, he'd be a good guy to have in and around the squad, uh, but they obviously want to lock down their priority signings, which are Jules. Kunde uh, from Sevilla, Robert Lewandowski from Bayern Munich. Uh, there's talk of Bernardo Silva as well. Uh, should uh, De Jong go to uh, to Manchester United? So I think those are the players they're looking to sign yeah. before they start entertaining uh, players like Agnel Di Maria because I think they've got enough in terms of midfielders, yeah. uh, in terms of their armory uh, to, to really be concentrating on a Di Maria who now is entering into the twilight of his career. Yeah, 34 years old, you've got to think to yourself that uh, it was more uh, a curse interest from Xavi more than wanting to actually get the deal done. Let's go to the Premier League. All the rivalry. Goal for Liverpool early on Derby Day. All the stars. Cut back and De Bruyne. He made that look easy and I promise you it wasn't. And all the game-changing moments. Aubameyang, can we find a way through? You bet he can. That is top, top class. All the updates from the Premier League on ZFM Sport. Now, we're only covering this story because if we don't cover it, we'll probably get fired by our producer. <laughs> no, I'm just being facetious. It's actually a very big move because oh, Arsenal... She's a, she's <laughs> such a student. Of, what's his name? <laughs> thanks, Mudzimba. Oh, thanks, thanks, Mudzimba. <laughs> <laughs> but guys, seriously, it's actually a big move because Arsenal have finalised the signing of Gabriel Jesus after agreeing personal terms with the Manchester City striker. The Gunners had already agreed a £45 million fee with City and the deal is now 100% done, according to football journalist Fabrizio Romano. Let's hear from football pundit Don Hutchinson, uh, who says Gabriel Jesus is a good signing for Arsenal. I think he's a terrific player with a brilliant attitude and can play anywhere asked. We've seen that when he's been at Man City under Guardiola. I think what he wants now is he wants game time. I think he wants to be the main man. I think he wants to put an Arsenal shirt on every single week, knowing that he's going to lead the line, get him in the 18-yard box. I thought last season he looked incredibly sharp. I thought one of his best seasons last season, even though he didn't get the game time when I seen him, I thought he looked really sharp. He looked at it. He was playing through the middle. His attitude was good. He's quite sharp as well. He can take players on. 
And as I said, sometimes when you make a move, Dan, and you go to a new club and you think you're the man, like Jesus is going to think with all that talent playing in behind him and all the chances you'd like to think those young guys are going to create for him. If he can stick the stick, you know, to the width of the 18-yard box and get himself central, I can imagine he'll get 20 goals next season. And, and Alois, that's what he's coming to do, isn't it? He's coming to be the central striker, play in the middle, and then everyone cre- uh, creates for him uh, down the sides, albeit he can play uh, on the flanks anywhere on that forward line. Yeah, I think uh, his best position at Arsenal is in the middle, you know, stay in the box and score goals. We know that he is a very good finisher. You know, uh, like, uh, like, like, like I said, I think he had his best season last season. He, he had limited game time. But the time that he get, I think goals per minute that he had, he had last season, I think it was his best season. You know, Pep Guardiola sometimes wants to play with a withdrawn striker and all that. But whenever he was called upon, especially towards the end of the season, he was getting a lot of a lot more game time and he was actually delivering. He scored some important goals for Manchester City towards the, the end of the season. So I think this is a good buy uh, for Arsenal. He is only leaving because... Manchester City have bought Holland. Yeah. Otherwise, he still could play for Man City. He was still good enough to play for Man City, but because they had to make way, Pep can't. I don't. He doesn't like to have two gunmen. So the so so the writing on the wall at Man City, Chris, but also the writing on the wall at Arsenal because Lacazette moving on, they mm. they needed a forward man who was going to lead the line. Bit sad for Edin Ketia. He gets the number fourteen shirt now. He's probably li- he's likely going to be a backup striker. Yeah, for sure. I think um, Arsenal needed someone absolutely potent when you're taking a look at that front lineup. And I think it was a bit of a match made in heaven because when you take a look at Gabriel Jesus, he wanted to make sure that he has enough game time to ensure that he. He's able to get selection, national team selection, I think, as well. Um, In time for the World Cup, he wants to get as many minutes as possible. And I think that was also a strategic part of his move. Very strategic move. A lot of spotlight and he's going to bang those goals in. Yeah, and Arsenal also looking to finalise a deal for Leeds winger Rafinha. That would be a good sign if he can get over the line. Ajax defender Lissandro Martinez is another player who Arteta is interested in assigning. So uh, lots of things happening at Arsenal and uh, someone in the studio is smiling. Newcastle United are reportedly (laughs) willing... user Sean. Newcastle United are reportedly willing to pay big money to try and sign Victor Osiman uh, from New- Napoli according to reports in Italy Newcastle have been preparing to push again uh, to sign Osiman uh, who is thought to be valued at at least 86 million pound mark by the Italian club. Now this is a good striker Mikey. Yeah yeah I like him uh, I'm not sure he's worth 86 million. No no no, no definitely not, 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 not that much. But I think th- these are the sort of the signings that uh, I think Newcastle should go for, for sure. uh, but we we all know uh, that uh, De Laurentiis uh, at uh, Napoli very difficult to do business very. with uh, and uh, really lets his best players go and if he does you have to play, you have to pay I mean, uh, top, top money uh, so well, Newcastle do have the money uh, and I believe that this guy will guarantee them goals especially mm-hmm. playing in that central striking position, yeah. he's very good in the air good with both feet and he's very quick yeah. uh, and uh, I can just see him you know, playing with some of the better players that they've Brought, they've already brought Sven Botman uh, mm. at the back as well. Very big defender, yeah. loves the ball at his feet, can play a bit as well. Uh, and so they're building very quietly, but I believe that they are making effective signings. And this signing here could take them to the next level. Yeah, and it's been a while since they had uh, um, an effective striker, striker who could deliver the.
goals for them. I mean, they they tried uh, what was it, Joe Linton in that position. He's and now they a brought, midfielder. They brought nice one of their best. One of their best <laughs> midfielders, Mark. You know, yeah, yeah. I put my hand up there. And then they bought uh, what's the name from um, from Burnley? Was it Wood or Barnes? Which no, one did they buy? Yeah. Uh, wow. Well, that was that was an attempt to. But since the Shearer years, Newcastle needs a striker, and Ossiman could be a good one. Yeah, uh, they need to score goals because at the end of the day, they need to win matches because they, they were precarious. They were sitting yes. at a very precarious position last season. Squeaky bum, and it? yeah, <laughs> so mm. they need, they really need to uh, to bolster up their squad. And we, like we knew, they were not going to be signing big this season. I, I I believe that it was not going to happen. They really need to look for players that can just come and do the business. Not do high-profile players, but very good players. They really need a very good scouting team for now because right now everyone is looking at them and trying to look for money from them. They need to be very careful with how they sign. They, they, this one is a good sign. They're almost in that in that uh, Robinho space when uh, at Man City. Yes, when that Man time. City was just uh, attempting and trying stuff. Mark Hughes was the coach and all sorts. They're, they're at that where they're feeling their way uh, through. All right, let's end this. Before you carry on, yeah. I've got to read you this message sure. and uh, it says, Good evening, guys. I'm enjoying the show. Uh, this is Anze Petros Mundende uh, out in Mutara. Anze, I'm only an O-level student and I stick to ZFM Sport. He says, please tell me more about Neymar. That's what he wants to hear. Maybe so you what? tell him, Michael. I'm not, I'm not touching it. We've had well, this conversation. The, the latest, of course, I think uh, Neymar part? apparently has said he doesn't want to leave. Uh, yeah, and that he wants to be part of the future going forward. I would but I think uh, <laughs> a big problem with players like Neymar is are their wages. Yes, uh, yeah. The fact yeah. that you know yeah. what, if he has to leave, the clubs that are you interested in him yeah. are saying, you know what, you got to take a pay cut, yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. not willing to take a pay cut. Uh, and so I think sometimes that's the way we got to give credit to Edouard Liverpool. <laughs> 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 Panama problems, they're my wages. Yeah, and their lifestyles get upgraded. <laughs> and it's very difficult. <laughs> Wherever they go. <laughs> you know, there are some players that you can actually try to ship them out. You can say, okay, we'll pay you off. Yeah. Pay your art. Yeah, this one you can't yeah. even do it. Can I stamp it at half a million? <laughs> How do you pay more? You, you, you can't, can't even okay. pay more. Six hundred and sixty million, to be <laughs> yeah. exact. Well, Real Madrid has got a, 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 a serious uh, uh, thing off their wage bill, and that's Gareth Bale because he's heading off to Los Angeles FC. He signed a one-year deal. Uh, I think I it's a bit more. soon for him to dip off to the MLS, but I don't think anybody else wants to touch him. Hey, Chris. Uh, no, um, I think the MLS is gradually getting a lot bigger. There's a lot more money, a lot more viewership. So might not necessarily be as dire as, you know, moving to the MLS five years ago. They've just signed this brilliant deal with Apple as well to increase their visibility. So n- not totally shady. I'm sure he's also just trying to keep himself fit for Nashville. I think you do a theory. You go there, play one season, but I'm sure he's going to finish his career in England. No, well, let's, let's see if that if that happens. Uh, according to Lekeep, information, <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Mike. No, no, I was just saying, uh, listen, a player's, a little, Messi is earning a million a week. How do you get rid of a player like that? Nobody's going to touch him. No, you can't touch him. Nobody's going to touch him. You can't. No, but listen, themselves, they can't touch him. Yeah. And his own club can't touch him. But I think Bale is clearly a case of he's no longer motivated to play at the top. He's won, what is it now? Is it five Champions Leagues with Real Madrid? He's won everything he wants now. It's time to go in Chowie's money, soft life, Hollywood, chill life. Soft life? Yeah, the soft life. Yeah, Hawaii. All right, guys, we got to go. We'll catch you tomorrow. <laughs> my God, we should bless you. That's my story. And I'm sticking to it. Brandy, out, soft life. <laughs>
is Messi. It is the cleanest of clean finishes from the best on the planet. The biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behaviour. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world in front of any player in the world and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. Hi, this is Mike Mandel, and you can catch me and the team for all the latest breaking news out of the world of sport, local as well as international, on your favorite station, my station, your station, ZFM. We are Z Team on ZFM Sport. Z.